we all want to have the one key, the one secret, the one thing that's going to change it all. And the answer is, there isn't one. The answer is, is a gorgeous, beautiful commitment, daily making a choice between your scared and sacred self, and daily choosing the sacred self. Welcome to season three of Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they truly are. I'm your co-host, Julietta, the magical PT, owner and founder of Body and Soul PT, as well as Soul Candy, intuitive, handmade, and one-of-a-kind jewelry and artwork. I support people in finding the magic within themselves, creating balance in their body and soul. And I'm your other co-host, Graciela, published, award-winning, and professionally certified portrait photographer specializing in boudoir and personal branding. I create portraits of who you are and not just what you look like so that you can become who you've always been. Join us each week as we sit down for a heart-to-heart chat, sharing stories and insights with listeners across the globe. Laughter and tears alike abound as we access ancient wisdom in modern times through unique and exciting storytelling, supporting you on your life's journey. Welcome to the circle and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, people, people. (laughs) That's a new one. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I'm going to keep trying new ones until I find one that feels good, like a tagline. Because, you know, we're we're evolving. You're trying on new, new openings and... We're trying on new branding. Yes, we uh, are. I would say that we hit that one pretty hard this last week, huh? Yeah. Like, it's fun seeing it out there. It was, you know, when we made the switch from Allison to you, like, there, it just became this itch that, like, I felt like we needed to change. And I kept asking you about it a little bit. And you were like, it's okay. It's okay. And it was it was driving me crazy. So I just had to I had to jump in and do it. And um, so we're getting good feedback from it. People are liking it, right? Yeah. So for those of you that haven't seen it yet, uh, the prior branding was more like soft purples and uh, kind of like a little bit gentler uh, color palette, if you will. And now you say that because it was really like it was a deep purple and a deep blue. So it it wasn't that gentle, but we're definitely the new one is definitely a little bit more rough. (laughs) (laughs) I say that. (laughs) Yes, you can say that. And so I, I feel I feel like it feels more like us, which was um you know, the old one, Allison and I had created it together and it felt like she and I, but I felt like we needed something that was you and I now. And so. Well, and we even got business cards. So we're really, this is really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have business cards and we're heading out next week to our first podcast conference. So that'll be really exciting for us as well will probably evolve after that as well. So stay tuned, everybody. for next Right. Time. I feel like I'm going to come back with like a headset, you know, like we, we always, t- I always, I want like a little microphone, like right here. I want you to be able to hear me breathe, get all, get all the details in there. <laughs> but then I won't be able to hide anything, you know, 
I, I'm, I've been having a lot of fun with the brand. I think it's really cool. And I love that you and I are both aligned in evolution is good and evolution is okay. And nothing, you know, nothing stays still anyway. So we might as well just roll with it and keep going with what feels good. You know, exactly. No, it has to feel good. And I say this very often, like this is so much fun. And when it stops being fun, then it's time to put it to rest. Again, did I tell you? Um, so my partner and I, we've been together uh, 17 years. You all know we have uh, kids together. We've got bonus kids. You know, we've got grandkids, all kinds of things. And we're not married. We're just boyfriend and girlfriend. And every time I say the word boyfriend, it makes me feel like we're like 13 years old and we just met, you know. Um, but you know, when we first met, we said we, this relationship gets to have only one rule and that rule is have fun. Rule number one is have fun. If at any point you were not having fun, please put in your notice, please know that it's okay to go. Like, you know, I, I always say, um, us being together and really anything in life is like how you hold a butterfly. You hold a butterfly with an open hand because as soon as you put a tight grip on it, you're going to kill the thing that you love. But if you hold it with an open hand, then you know what's there because it wants to be with you. And and if it if it's time for it to take flight, then so be it. And that's okay too, you know? So um, as much as I see my partner as my lifetime partner, the rule still stands have fun. And if we're ever not having fun, then it's time to reevaluate, you know, I mean, 17 years so far, so good, but you know, so to me, that that's, I think that's how I, I really see life anyway. We Wait, are. Can I have fun. philosophy or what? <laughs> <laughs> we talk philosophy every episode. So I think it's important. Anyway, should we bring on our guest? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hi, Victoria. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Will you please introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about who you are and the magic that you do? I absolutely will. But right after, I'm going to put in my pitch for your new welcome, right? I mean, oh, I'm just, so just kind of being in your energy, listening about the shift, I think is Hello, bright and beautiful. Time Ooh. to hold a butterfly. Ah, I love that. I love that. All right. So anyway, that's what I think. It's a place of bright and beautiful where you get to be the very best you. And that's kind of what I get to do. I get to discover the best you that somebody might be hiding under trauma or memory or shadow and help her or him come out and take the full front stage in their life. You know, having experienced a lot of practical success in my life, you know, homeschooled my kids while being the top 1% agents in real estate during the recession 2008 and 9 and 10, working 20 hours a week only, traveling the world. People started asking, what's your secret? I discovered the secret was our subconscious programming. So I went ahead and got a PhD in metaphysical sciences, got certified in every possible energy modality, and opened a company that's called You to Shine, where all we do all day long with my coaches, with our apps, books, programs, is helping you shine in a nutshell by reshifting your subconscious programming and freeing your soul to soar. 
That is what I do. That is what I breathe. That is who I am. I'm a possibility coach who believes that a life of miracle is not just possible for somebody somewhere, but it's possible and reachable by you if you're listening to it right now. Beautiful. And I love how you say that. Like everybody has that with inside them. It's just a matter of finding it, uncovering it, setting it free, whatever, um, whatever that is, but it's already inside of you. You don't have to, you don't have to go somewhere to get it. You just have to, to reconnect to it and be with it. So I love all your successes that you just mentioned. I also homeschooled my children for a little bit and um, it, it is such an incredible opportunity and that sounds amazing and I could totally see how someone would be like, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> That's wonderful. You must have a lot of success in uh, your coaching program. So I would love for you to share one of your success stories that keeps you doing what you're doing. You know, um, I pondered on that quite a bit because what I find is that very often the greater successes make it so unattainable for somebody who says, well, they had it this way. And so I really wanted to lean into a story that's so practical and relates to all of us. And that story is actually uh, my client from Finland. Uh, her name is Irina Pevgonen. And, you know, she obviously gave me a permission to say her name. <laughs> for those of us who are in coaching business, ethical tip, don't share a story without a full permission from a client. Yeah. Uh, and Irina came to us um, three years ago with complete agoraphobia. She could not leave her apartment. And not only she couldn't leave her apartment, she was physically ill and struggled mentally. Um, she wasn't driving, she just wasn't leaving her place. And through this series of self-healing and guided discovery, she not only now owns a successful operating uh, taxi business with several employees, she is opening her second business uh, that will be her lifelong dream of bakery. Now, this sounds like it just happened, but it was a three-year journey. And the reason I mention her is because somebody who was so lost to herself that she couldn't leave her space was able to heal one week at a time to go for some of the biggest dreams that she has. And so when I, you know, when I look at her life, I ask myself, what is that? You know, everybody wants to know, what is that one thing that did it? And I think that is the problem question that we ask. We all want to have the one key, the one secret, the one thing that's going to change it all. And the answer is, there isn't one. The answer is, is a gorgeous, beautiful commitment daily making a choice between your scared and sacred self and daily choosing the sacred self daily leaning into the divinity inside you and loving the fear inside you. And then all of a sudden you wake up one morning and overnight success. I think that's very powerful. And thank you for sharing that because so many 
um, especially maybe it's an American thing. I don't know if it's like this across the world, but everybody's looking for the one thing, the one pill, the one, you know, if I just clicked this one button, you know, my life will change. And truly you hit the nail right on the head is that it is every single day. If, if I had to boil everything down to just one thing, I would say that it's hope because I think you need to have hope to believe that there's more, right? That it there it's better than this, that there's a better way or there's a future or something like that. But I, I love the success stories and telling the story, it takes such a short little time <laughs> that it makes you think they did it in a snap of a finger. But I'm glad that you pointed out that it was a longer event, that it takes time to go through these things. And so I hope that our podcast can infuse that hope because it is there. And that's, I think, what it needs to carry you day to day. But I absolutely love that story. That's amazing. Amazing. I mean, it's one thing to leave your house. It's another thing to establish two businesses. And, you know, Graciela, you use the power word, which is hope, um, in you know, one of our products is called Empower Dash Me app. And in that app, we have what's called My Grief Set. And My Grief Set has 99 aspects of grief. And each one of them has a visualization and then the affirmation. And every single affirmation has a way back to hope. Because what I found is that grief unprocessed grief is the reason for inability to create a life of miracles and unprocessed grief marks its masks itself sometimes as anger sometimes as apathy sometimes as depression but the key to that is indeed hope so it touches my heart so deeply that that is your if you had to choose one thing because i think intuitively we were guided to see that hope opens a path to healing, you know, that, that you've got to, the possibility of hope even, that it's possible for you to hope. That's where you start. Yes. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we want to know next, Victoria, is what is one piece of advice you've gotten from a woman that has greatly impacted your life? Is uh, going to be my mom. You know, I have had a lot of wonderful power women in my life, but but it's going to be my mom. And when I was uh, growing up in the former Soviet Union, I had a very strong intuitive feeling that I had to learn English. Now, back then, you were mostly forced slash encouraged <laughs> to be learning German, although there was one program that allowed for English. And so I applied and got into that program. And I remember a very well-meaning teacher pulling me aside and saying, why would you be doing this? This is a waste of your time. And, you know, giving the regular, let me bring you down to the level of my dreams, which are non-existent talk, (laughs) (laughs) meaning well, meaning well. And I just felt so crushed, felt so crushed. And I came home uh, and I was crying. And my mom said, I don't remember, in all honesty, how old I am, maybe 11, maybe 12, somewhere there. And I was crying and my mom sat me down and she said, you know, what's going on? So I told her what was happening and she looked at me and she said, so are you going to allow her to dictate your life? And I just said, they're 11 year old kid. And I was looking at my mom and she said, it's your life. Whatever anybody ever tells you, I want you to pause and say, it's my life. Is there room in my life for this advice? 
You know, it was the most freeing teaching I've ever received. For the rest of my life, I would say, this is my life. Is there room for this advice in my life? And so I lay <laughs> my success at the feet of my wise mom because she has helped me to create something that's my life. It's not perfect for somebody else. It could be pretty weird for most people, but it's my life. That's so incredibly powerful. Because I think how many people are out there living the life the way that they think that they should, because this is what this is what everybody else is doing. And this is, you know, what other people determine is the best thing for people to do. And the world is going to be a much more beautiful, interesting place when people start following their truth and doing what resonates for them instead of what other people think they should do. So uh, I always worried about stuff like that. You know, like uh, there was a time in my life where I very much worried about what my mother would say and what my family would say and what, you know, everybody else would say, what would they think and da 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 da. And this um, woman came up to me and she said, you know, there's no one standing behind you writing down all the things that you're doing. You could just live your life however you wanted to, and it would still be okay. And just in that one sentence at that one particular time in my life, it just opened so many doors for me because I thought, you know, I'm okay. I, I can do whatever I need to do. Um, and just, it, it reminded me, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to share a quick, quick story I saw the other day. And do you know who Steve Harvey is, uh, the TV uh, host? He shares a story about when he was little, his teacher had him do an exercise of what do you want to be when you grow up? And he wrote down, I want to be on TV. And his teacher got on him and his mom got on him and they were out to punish him. Like, why would you write that down? That's ridiculous. It's a silly dream. That's never going to be your life. You're this, you know, kid with no opportunities and no advantages. How could you ever do something like this? And he says that his dad walked in the door and, you know, his mom was like, you need to go whip your son because look at these crazy ideas in his head and he's going to ruin his life and whatnot. And his dad goes, okay. And he marches him upstairs or to the other room or whatever. And he's like, what's going on? And the kid's like, they're dream killers. I just want to be on TV. And the dad's like, look, take your piece of paper put it in your drawer and you look at it every day. Don't worry about what they say. Every single day you wake up and you look at that picture and you say to yourself, I'm going to be on TV. He, he's like, I'm not going to beat you. You, you, you want to be on TV? Go ahead, go be on TV, you know? And so sure enough, obviously he ended up being on TV. He ended up making a whole life out of it, um, taking care of his parents and things like that. But rumor has it that he buys that teacher a television every year <laughs> just to make sure she can still see him. <laughs> I love Isn't it. Amazing? Mm. We all need somebody in our lives to let us know that we are all the possibilities all at the same time. Absolutely. So with all of your experiences, can you share with us a book that you wish everyone would read? All goddesses should read. Well, obviously, since I have no false humanity, it should be Prosper Me, The 35 Universal Laws to Make Money Work for You. It's one of my six books, and it's the book I read ever since it's been published. It's the book that's a recipe for prosperity, and I don't mean just money, for fulfillment and prosperity. I fought writing it. 
But the great voice within said it is written just in time. And so the book came out in June. It's been the most miraculous thing. I know, I know as I know as I know that that book was not only guided and that it is not thriving because of some great wisdom that I poured into it, but it is thriving and doing so well because I got out of the way of the great wisdom being poured through me. And so um, I think that would be the book. And then um, what comes through right now is that the reason why it's coming in is because you have such a high-frequency podcast that I'm tuning into, but there is uh, one law there that's a law of forgiveness. And I think there is um, so many beautiful, powerful souls that are so forgiving of everyone but I think we've all forgiven through justification. Mm. And there is this powerful thing that our subconscious mind does. We can convince ourselves that we have forgiven. But if we don't hear what we need to have heard, the resentment harbors deep within. And while we are forcing forcing forgiveness, we're operating in the higher energy centers and high chakras but we feel a little bit heavy and that's kind of the energy I feel. So in that, in that book, the last law, the law of the forgiveness, I just want to share this gorgeous exercise that when there's somebody who has harmed you so deeply, that you are going to write a letter to yourself as if from them without justification or explanation, you're going to just say, dear Julieta or dear Graciela, First of all, forgive me for not being able to tell you or to ask you to forgive me. Mm. I am either not physically present anymore or I'm not emotionally or mentally mature to do so. Please forgive me for that. And now forgive me for. And then that event or situation or pattern that you have excused in order to forgive, but now you have a luxury of just receiving it without saying, oh, there are higher soul learning lessons. Yes, that's all is true. But there is a wounded part of you that doesn't care about it, that wants to just get, I should have never done this. I should have never said this. And for that, please forgive me. Let me tell you, if there was one gift I could have offered to anybody, it is the gift of that letter. Because once you write to yourself from that law of forgiveness, the faucet of energy and abundance starts flowing through you. And so and that's just one of the laws, but that's the law that I felt very strongly that it had to be brought into our conversation. So yes, that is the book I genuinely feel that every goddess would benefit from greatly. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And um, I think that too often we associate abundance and prosperity just with money and it's it's so much more than that and when you um when you open yourself up to that and and recognizing the abundance in everything it doesn't necessarily always mean financial abundance but being willing to receive all the beautiful abundance that life has to offer us it's a big mind shift that that changes everything and um and forgiveness is is huge and it's um 
it's something that comes up frequently in, in my practice with my clients. And um, I, this is a, a fresh tool. And so thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'm glad. And, uh, appreciate that. And I'm impressed that you've written six books. <laughs> How many people struggle to, to write one and you've got six under your belt. So congratulations thank for you. that. Well, two are compilations, you know, disclaimer, two, I'm just a chapter in, four solo, two easy peasy, just a chapter in. <laughs> That's amazing, though. And and I think uh, one of the things that stuck out to me, and, and what a wonderful exercise, like what the gift of freedom that really that you've given folks. Um, but the fact that you said you got out of the way, you know, um, I have another uh, friend of mine who's an author and she's basically used the same words, you know, where she's like, this is this is a message and it needs to come out. And I'm just here to see it through, you know, and kind of get out of the way and let the message come. And so I think that's really beautiful. And I think that resonates with our audience a lot. I'm glad. <laughs> So will you please share with us something that you've done, a risk that you've taken, um, something special that you know, no matter what, you will never regret having done it? You know, I uh, will share a story uh, that guided me to be doing this gorgeous interview from one of the most beautiful places, which is my beach home. And uh, I don't want to for, it's, for this story to come through as, oh my gosh, she's so special. So as a prequel to the story, I'll say this was one of those unique and empowering times when I listened to my intuition. After having reasoned it away, fought against it, having lost a lot of money and some friends by ignoring it, you know? And so hopefully as you listen to, to this vulnerable story of gorgeous, uh, I would, I will never regret it because it's one of the greatest miracles in my life. You understand that, um, there was a training that came before it of not listening to the intuition. So the way the story goes is my family and I for, um, five, six years every year have come to the outer banks, you know, to the beach house. And every year we've come in, I was so grateful to somebody who would host us, you know, just a rental property. And we would always try to stay right on the water. I love the water, you know, and I love the time with the family that we've spent and was so grateful. And so much so that if something was missing in the property, I would always buy a little something for the house so that, you know, we would always leave it better than we found it. And so it was in uh, July 2019 that we're driving down to Outer Banks and I hear that prompting, you know, the inner voice that says, you will be buying a property on the beach. I'm like, oh, that's really funny. When? And the voice is like this week. So I turn around to my mom because here's step number one. When you hear the prompting, get a witness because you'll reason it out. <laughs> so the second you get a prompting, tell somebody, share your crazy with somebody who will support you. Okay. So I turned to my mom and I said, mom, I'll be buying a beach house this week. There is, there's quietness in the car. It's Saturday. We get in. On Sunday, my husband and my kids join us for the big family reunion. I say, honey, you know, um, the, the, the feeling that I get, um, we should look at some beach properties. He says, but we don't have down payment. I said, I know. And we don't have a loan. I said, I know. Isn't that that's spectacular? So on Monday, I meet with a realtor. On Tuesday, we'll look at properties. Wednesday, we'll look one more. Thursday, we write a contract. We can write a contract on Thursday because on Wednesday, quite miraculously, the two years of my husband's outstanding client payment and my outstanding payments all come in 
creating the exact down payment for the property. Wow. We put an offer in. We ratify on Friday. On Saturday, we drive back. Then the battle for the loan begins because there is no freaking way we'd be qualifying with the current jumbo interest rate. To make a very long story short, after one lender disqualifying and saying no way and the voice still saying, you know, this is your house, we get another lender. The interest rates dips by 1%. Translation for the price of the loan, $3,000 a month, making it possible for us to lock in the interest rate and to enjoy this glorious, glorious home that is right on the beach that when the world shuts down short half a year later to COVID, my husband and I are spending our precious time looking at the dolphins while our dog is running around. And I sob every day in deep, profound gratitude that finally I didn't let my reason to suppress my intuition, that finally that light I'm firing up in my clients, I allowed to believe that it's also there for me. It turns out, turns out I might be as precious of a soul to the source as every person I believe in. What a surprise, what a shocker, <laughs> right? And so, so that's been the miraculous thing. And since then, I have to tell you, I relentlessly follow the intuition. I've retired my reason and I only use it to reason in favor of my intuition. Mm -hmm. So the moral of the story is, as I'm saying, is something in your heart tells you, and this is the sign you were waiting for, I am the sign indeed. So whatever it is, you know, that's... That's a great story. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, what have I ignored that, and I didn't speak it out loud to somebody else that that made it just disappear. But that's, I love that idea of you got to tell somebody so that it, it makes it, it solidifies it. Yeah. You solidify know, the crazy and go for it. <laughs> I have to tell you, we've had um, a million stories on this podcast of every emotional level. And I don't know why, but yours has just brought me to tears. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> a reminder. It's for you too. You know, women and especially spiritual women and especially women that reignite the light and all others, we have this subconscious thing, you know, to constantly, constantly give and we see the light in others. And all of a sudden when that light descends and says, and you too, that's, that's just so, see, I'm just here to say very much so, and you too. <laughs> and I already send a blessing to your home in North Carolina, Graciela, I see <laughs> Huge, huge windows, girl. Thank you, thank you. You love light, there'll be light. You love green, there'll be green. I this learned all, more from your gorgeous energy. Than this is all true. This is all true. Wow. I'm almost scared to ask you our last question because all of your stories have been so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our, our last question uh, comes from, oh, sorry for all the extra sounds coming from me today. <clears throat> But um, our last question is, what is your sweetest and most delicious memory? And the reason that we ask this is because sometimes, you know, uh, my mission is definitely based in hope, like we talked about earlier. And sometimes you just need to hear a story from someone else that just lets you know that not everything is so terrible in the world. You know, there's so much negativity out there and so much tragedy happening, like we were talking before the show. Um, 
but there's always good wherever, wherever there is something bad. I do believe there is something good. So leave us with one of your most delicious memories that we could add to our bank. You know, it's, uh, it's tender and, and humbling for me because I've had a story I wanted to share, but it won't be the story because as you were talking, it got gently set aside. And just as I preached, listen to the crazy. So I'm going to say, here it is a story because it's a connector story. And I have not thought of it as the most tender and sweet and delicious because there was grief leading to it. And yet, as you said, that that story came to mind, you know, in 20, 2013 was a very tough year for me. Every year I lost somebody. I lost 11 people, different circumstance. One of those was my cousin. My cousin drowned. And so I was sitting and meditating to just receive peace and healing, you know, about the situation, just kind of being in it. And all of a sudden... I had a very visual experience of the freshness of the water and then the light lifting up above the water and dissolving into the light and the immense amount of love and comfort that comforted every single cell of my body. Like I was dwelling in the place of incredible nourishing love. And I just stayed in that incredible nourishing love and an amazing thing happened once i came out of the meditation i couldn't force myself and yes i tried to force myself to grieve him and i thought oh my gosh am i like am i not feeling anything but on the other hand what it gave me a permission to to realize how much in my life I am forcing myself to feel a negative emotion because that is an expectation. And at that moment, I gave myself a permission to default into love and to surrender to love. And so not until you ask that question, the way you ask that question, have I realized that that was the moment of permission and and through that moment, then all other miracles came in. It doesn't take me much. I hold my dog and I sob. I mean, you know, I'm like, oh, puppy. That's as, that is as deeply luxurious and delicious for me as anything, just holding my puppy. But when I hold my puppy, that's what I experience, you know, that permission to not force myself to feel guilt or to feel anything but presence of that love. So thank you for that question. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you've shared today. And thank you for your stories. You know, I, we, we must be soulmates because I'm an easy crier. Julieta will tell you I cry pretty much all the time. <laughs> I've been on stages telling stories and I'm crying. I've been a teacher and I've been crying and I've been in the legal field and I'm crying. And, you know, this is I can you know, I used to see it as a burden and now I really see it as my special gift. Um you know, Edgar Allan Poe said that when there's too much beauty and your body can't contain it, it has to come out and it comes out through your tears. And so it does. I have very well lubricated eyes. Um, <laughs> but everything that you've shared today really has been, um, it has touched me deeply. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I really, really appreciate that. I really appreciate everything you've said today. 
Thank you. It's the flow. You've, <laughs> you're flowing, girl. <laughs> yeah. You know, and can I, can I say also it came in that because Graciela has such gorgeous flow and Julieta has such gorgeous deep kindness that all of us have a deep guiding emotion to prosperity. And so if you want to, if you go to moneyquiz.me, you will find your emotion that can be healed and that can be then a guide to prosperity. That's just something that I wanted to leave us with. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for being on our show. And um, yeah, I feel like this whole day today, because we batch record, our whole day has just been filled with so much amazing good energy and beautiful things to to help all of our listeners and support them in in becoming the goddesses that they are and um so thank you for sharing so much of you and uh with that i want to wish everybody a magical day and we'll have uh links to the book and all that in our um show notes so make sure that you guys always check that out i'm excited to get my copy Thank you, dear ones, for joining us today. Make sure you check out the show notes for details on how to get in touch with either Julieta, Graciela, or today's special guest. Don't forget to subscribe, review, like, and share. Big love and gratitude for all of you. May the path before you be ever illuminated by your fellow goddesses. Shine bright and have a magical day.